Welcome back to Beauty Marks Podcast, a space where we embrace our marks, acquire their journey. My name is Elizabeth Savion, and welcome to another episode here at Hi Hello Labs in downtown Orlando. If you have any podcast, audio, event needs, they are here for you and they are amazing. If you haven't already, also make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. All of that helps us to grow, and I wanted to thank a someone that left a review. Her name was Stefania and she said, love the authenticity of this podcast. Everyone should listen to this podcast. It gives a new perspective on how one sees life, like also topics about relationship, faith, lifestyle, and self-love. So thank you, Stefania, for that. And I appreciate everyone that listens in weekly, shares it with a friend. If you watch on YouTube, you can also see the visual, um, components here and you can see like all of the facial expressions i talk a lot with my hands so that's like part of it but um i'm just very excited for today's episode because i have a very special guest which is not new to beauty marks podcast but she is new to the video portion of this podcast and it's her first time here at hi hello labs and so she is a mental health counselor she is super wise, knows so much. Um, she has multiple years um, in the space of counseling, of couples, pastoral counseling, but also through trauma work. And she is the one and only Maria Fernandez. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to Beauty Marks Podcast. I'm so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. It's um, it's my first time on video, so that'll be interesting. Yes. But I'm really excited. No, I honestly, I know that she's a natural. And so I feel like the knowledge that you have today, I'm just first excited that you came from Ocala. She moved away from me, which was very yes. sad. <laughs> I'm in horse country now. Yes. And she actually took me to go see the, what is it called? The Esqu Equestrian? Uh, the World Equestrian Center. Yes. Yes. So we went there. We saw some horses. Yes. Pasofino. Yes. Pasofino. And we had some lunch around some bougie people. Yes. It is very bougie, <laughs> but it's very beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yes. Um, how has, how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm excited about all the new things that are coming forward. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I just opened an office mm -hmm. mm, three weeks, maybe. And um, that's... Uh, I'm going to get ready to hit the ground again, mm -hmm. doing a little bit, a few different things. But mm -hmm. I also I'm part of Elma, which mm -hmm. is um, allows me to um, has access to people that can't pay out of pocket and mm -hmm. have insurance. I'm not on all the panels, but I'm on a few. So that mm -hmm. also helps, too. So yeah. I'm excited. So she's back Yes. And she is better than ever. I'm so happy for you for having your office. And I feel like this is like a new chapter for you to yes. go back because I know you have so much to share and give to couples, young people, but also people that are, you know, walking through their journey of healing. Mm -hmm. um, so in today's conversation, I wanted this is a part one of two episodes that we're doing um, and we will be talking about dating. Yes. And kind of the mental health psychology part of it and mm -hmm. the fundamentals because a lot of people talk about dating when it comes to like girl chat like okay what do you think you know these are the things what our list you know things like that but I wanted to bring in like a professional and someone that actually deals with couples mm -hmm. very often and you've seen the changes of like the evolution of how people see like relationships nowadays versus maybe a few years ago maybe 
when you started dating. Yes. So let's talk about it. Let's get into. Well, you know, we started this conversation because I have um, something interesting that's occurring in my practice, which is I have couples that are dating and are at that stage of we don't know if we're going to get married yet, but we're very serious and committed in this relationship Mm -hmm. and they're coming to see me. Um, which I found really exciting because I think for a long time we've been waiting too late. Mm. Um, At the stage of premarital, okay, we're already engaged. He's my fiance. We're going to get married. At that point, you're pretty much trying to help them on communication. Mm -hmm. What are your expectations in marriage? But Mm -hmm. there really still isn't that open door to say, hey, is is this really good for me? Mm -hmm. Should we both be here? In the dating arena, it's a little bit different. And um, I have a couple that started coming to me and it's been amazing to see sort of where they're at and also to be able to take apart this is some stuff that I need to work on dating. Oh, and guess what? I still have some personal things that I need to work on. Mm. That really is not your responsibility to take mm. care of. That's a big one. I did this episode with Steph in June, and we were talking about that, that I, as a single person, right, I'm, like, mm-hmm. working on my stuff, but they were talking about it from, like, them being married and, like, stuff that has come up in their marriage and stuff that you're, like, Man, if I would have like worked on this a little before, not that you can, but it's just so much, it's just another layer once you're married, yes. you know? Yes. And so I love how you mentioned that because it's true. It's like in dating, I feel like there's that part that it's like, it's not my responsibility well, ever to take care of someone else's problems, but it's also I can be self-aware and work on them intentionally to make it so that it's like we're working on our problems together versus yes. like you're working on my problems. Yes. I mean, the beauty of, of really of marriage, of a healthy marriage and a healthy relationship is that you can help each other not just grow, but you can also be an agent of healing for the other person. Mm-hmm. I say that very cautiously because you also need to know, I call it the need scale. How needy am I in this? Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell a lot of couples, listen, if you're going to start dating and you're dating someone who one of the big questions to ask yourself is, okay, do I have a life? Does he have a life? Mm. Because if all he's doing is working or all she's doing is working and all of the free time, there's nothing else going on personally. Okay, I'm about to be this person's all. Mm-hmm. And we're not really called to do that in a relationship. We're really called to share, to share life together, mm-hmm. to share our dreams together. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have any and you're looking for somebody else's, mm-hmm. you know, that that may be something for you to consider. Yeah. Yeah. I think that in my in my time that I we've talked about it, it's been like now that I'm dating, it's so different because I have these hobbies and I have these like I feel like I have a full life and, and it's such a blessing and I like love the life that I'm creating. But now the question is like to share my life. And I remember I had got asked this by someone. They're like, oh, like you have a really busy life. Like, do you actually have time to like date? And I was like, I mean, yes, I've been living this way like for almost three years. But like I I know it'll take me some time. But like I know that now like looking for a relationship and actually wanting that, I have to make time for it. Yes. And it will. And you've told me (laughs) there was a time when I first started dating that I remember I would call Maria. And then she's like, Liz, you're not prioritizing your dating. You're where where is it on your schedule? And I'm like, um, you know, (laughs) And so it also you. it also 
it's kind of a safe yeah, safeguard. For sure. Well, I'm not going to be able to get too close because I really don't have the time. Yeah. But I do want to date. Yes. And that's about, what you know, what are your expectations on dating? Mm-hmm. Is it to look for a long-term relationship or you just want to have fun? Yeah. No, for sure. It's So this episode, I know we'll talk about a few things, but it's definitely when you're looking for intentional like relationship because I know that I feel like there are some people that just date just to have fun or just to see what's out there just because they want the experience maybe they've never dated so they're like open to meeting with people but I feel like the intentionality of like when you want a relationship there are certain questions and things that you sh- maybe should look for so I know that you've done some research on like what is happening in the world of dating a, a little bit a little bit um one of the things that was really interesting is I I looked at um, the generations, the different generations mm-hmm. now. Today, we have in our lifetime approximately seven generations mm-hmm. that are that we're moving with. So mm-hmm. we have um, the, orig- the oldest generation, which now are in their 90s, because people are living longer. So mm-hmm. you're dealing with a lot of things. I, I have seniors that are getting married mm-hmm. at like 70. Wow. There's uh, hope. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and then I have um, one of the things they found out is, okay, so that initial, initial generation that was in their 90s, research, research showed that between about 25 and 35, 87% of people were married. Mm. For millennials right now, it's 47%. Mm. They are getting married much later. Mm-hmm. Or they're just not getting married. Or sing- there's a high singles, right? Yes. I saw that. Yes. The number of singles. There is a high singles. And then we have a whole generation of, and I'm not trying to, um, how can I say? What's the word I'm looking for? I'm, I, I don't want to be disrespectful as far as what people's choices are. But when you have a generation of children that have been raised behind closed doors as gamers and videos and there's such a lack of social connection mm-hmm. that there that is causing a mm-hmm. lot of issues mm-hmm. as far as how do I engage? Mm-hmm. How do I, where are those social skills being developed? Mm-hmm. Um, that is also another mystery that is occurring. Yeah. More so with a lot of the young men than the young mm-hmm. women. Yeah, I um, saw a study, and I'll include all of this in the in the stats. Um, it was talking about how men are actually not going to college in the same levels that right. women yes. are in our generation, and also they're not having the jobs, like they're not securing jobs mm-hmm. in the ages like between like the eighteen to twenty five. So there's a lot of men that aren't, you know, versus women, which that is interesting to me because I'm like, what what has I guess changed in the past? Since my since my schooling, you know, because I feel like when I I graduated twenty thirteen, then went to college, so I feel like in the past ten years it has declined. Yes. So what have you seen with that? I've seen that um, there's a an apathy hmm. among um, not all of them. There among a lot of the young men, but what it is. And I, I'm talking about like 22 to about maybe 32, 33. Mm-hmm. There's there's some of that going on. Okay. Where I don't know what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very comfortable living at home. Mm-hmm. There was no, because of finances, hey, it's time for you to move out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like 
their parents were okay with that. Now, as far as the women, we had this whole, like, you better be able to always take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't rely on a man. The hyper-independence. Yes. You don't yeah. know if something happens. You have to mm-hmm. be able to fend for yourself, take care of your children. Mm-hmm. And all of that came from all the hurt of the various generations mm-hmm. of the high divorce rate. Yeah. So I don't I don't want my daughter not to be able to fend for herself or to have to stay in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. for issues of finances. They don't seem to be having those conversations with the young men. And not all of them, because then you have young men that at age twenty are overachievers. Mm-hmm. Like amazing. Yeah. We have a lot younger millionaires than ever before. Mm-hmm. So it's real extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that with that conversation of the hyper independence and all that, I want to touch on that because I definitely think in this generation, as much as I am for women, and I've said this before, but I also feel like I don't completely agree with the way that dating and the way that women see men in this generation. Like, I don't agree with it um, because I feel like although I am so grateful for the that my voice matters as a woman and like my place of being able to work and like provide for myself and all these things I see when it comes to dating, it's kind of like the thing of like, I'm the prize and like, I'm better than you or like, you need to like chase after me. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, and I feel like that then doesn't allow for a man to, which I think, first of all, women and men men are different and that's okay. We're not made to be fully equal. Mm -hmm. There's equal in like what I think of like the rights of a human, but not at the place of like, when it comes to relationship, like I do think I'm very old school traditional when I think about that. Cause I'm like, I do think that a man should lead and like a man should be like given that space, you know, to not be like, cause I used to think that way of like the, uh, like he needs to chase me. But that was a very toxic, like, Mm-hmm. upbringing mindset that I had because I was hurt so I see that now in dating that I'm like I don't want that to be my story where it's like I'm attracting we were talking a little bit about that mm-hmm. of like attracting certain kind of people because of the way that you present yourself as a woman so can you talk a little bit about that um you know there's so many different schools of thoughts about mm-hmm. reading there's the you know the whole judeo-christian the man is the head of the household mm-hmm. we came from that for many many years and then there was a shifting of you know we're equal no matter what we're equal mm-hmm. well when when i think about leading in a home um when we talk about men leading in a home it's really about providing an emotional, loving environment. And that's a lot for men. That's a lot of responsibility of of leading. It isn't so much for a long time, leading was like, well, you have to be a really good provider and Mm -hmm. you you need to make sure that you buy a house, that you buy a car, that you do all of things, all of those things. But it's it's really about from a place of, of really feeling love and secure because I promise you when you feel love and secure from that man you're not competing about who's who's got power and who's in control mm-hmm. you are much more apt to being open and to even conceding to certain things where he may say you know I, I feel really strong about this as you work through that but it's really from a place of providing a home that is a safe environment for your wife, for your children, mm-hmm. and so forth. 
this whole mentality about I'm the prize and he has to pick me. And it's almost like a reversal of narcissism. Mm. We talk a lot about men that are narcissistic, but there's a lot of women that are narcissistic too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's all about me. It's all about, well, what kind of wife do you intend on being? What is What does that look like? What is the definition? Mm -hmm. How are you going to love this man? Mm -hmm. If you're constantly positioning yourself that it's all about you and what are you teaching the next generation of children Mm -hmm. who, who kind of see this, this dynamic going on Mm -hmm. of, you know, we are always equal. We'd like to be, but we're different. Mm -hmm. We think different. We're physically different. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not, you have to be careful with the word equal. Mm. And it's about admiring and loving our differences and nurturing that and providing a safe, loving relationship, a safe space for each other. We all want to feel validated and connected. Yeah. So that's kind of the the direction that it has been going for a long time. I'm going to tell you from, and you know, I'm, I'm from a, a Christian worldview, that for a long time, the Christian church... Um, and rightly so, used a lot of biblical references about the man being the head of the household. And it, and it is correct. However, you have to be careful within the context that that's happening. So what was going on? Marriage was put in the Christian community like, man, you better put up with everything that you could put up with. Mm-hmm. You, you're just, it just made it sound so miserable. And that's not even scripturally, what God is talking about. Mm-hmm. He's talking about a loving relationship. Mm-hmm. He's talking about, you know, how do we nurture marriages and such a, a covenant? In other words, it's deeper than just a contract. This is a lifelong commitment. Mm-hmm. And this is what it should look like. So we now are working a lot more on creating that loving relationship, that safe place, because mm-hmm. isn't that what God wants for us um, and has for us, even though we're going to go through trials, Mm -hmm. we're going to go through those difficult situations. That's Mm -hmm. what makes you closer. Yeah. I definitely think that that's how I was raised of thinking that way of like, and there was something that I saw the other day that I was like, the people from from that generation, right. That were like, I'm going to get married for just to stay marriage. So it's like they can have, their parents aren't divorced, but they're technically not even together, like their parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is still very harmful to see as a child. Cause you see this like dysfunctional of like what love is in your household, which I'm not saying that is exactly the same as like a divorced parent, but I'm saying that the dysfunction or the idea of what a marriage is, is still not what God intended, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, yeah, you're together, but then your, your kids are seeing you like fight all the time and like have like be a little nasty with each other or like not show the love of like cariño towards each other. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. then it like kind of as a child, you're like creating this like, Oh, so like I have to tolerate certain things. Like it's like not everyone. Like it it really does affect the way that you see mm-hmm. relationships, you know. But even that's not biblical. Yeah, because if the it, the Bible talks about that reference of of loving each other as Christ loved the church, whom mm-hmm. He gave His life for. Yeah, you're talking about aspects of love that are very deep. Mm-hmm. It's talking about you know putting your emotional needs your immediate emotional needs to the side and let me be here for you yeah how do i do that it's a very selfless Mm -hmm. um act 
to mm-hmm. do that and to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. So what happens when you start dating and you don't have a really healthy view? You don't even have a model of what a healthy marriage is supposed to look like. Yeah. So what happens is you get stuck in the first phase of a relationship, which is the, oh, my God, mm-hmm. chemistry. Yes. Right. And you get stuck in this chemistry mode and you think that that's love and you don't know how to go any deeper with that. Mm -hmm. So how does someone prepare in the dating like for the next step? Like you're talking about like maybe you haven't been taught that. So what are things I guess to look for? I think in your own personal work, you need to understand your life, the things that are important to you. And what are your expectations in dating? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you for as much work as, as you do, and it's really important on yourself, um, there are some things you're never going to deal with until you're in a relationship. Yeah. There's just not. There's I don't care how much therapy you get. Mm-hmm. There's just some stuff you're not going to know until you're there. Yeah. So, but you try to be as healthy and you gain some tools on self-awareness. Mm-hmm. So it's really important when you start dating to be very clear about what your expectations are. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that I want to look for? If you don't have any of that, I'm going to tell you, go to counseling mm-hmm. and get yourself and start reading. Get educated on what, what are the skill sets for a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we spoke a little earlier. I do a lot of stuff with Gottman. I love his work. Um, John and Julie Gottman are like the gurus right now mm-hmm. of um, marriage and family mm-hmm. and relationships. So they had something called the Love Lab, and people used to go there, and they studied couples mm-hmm. and came out with with the book, The um, Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. Well, they mm-hmm. have a new segment now. It's for singles, mm-hmm. Seven Principles um, for Singles, and they're actually going to be doing some stuff online. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it gives you a framework of what a healthy relationship should look like, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you should do and it talks things like meta emotions mm-hmm. all right for example what is meta emotions meta emotions is what do you feel about emotions mm-hmm. so if you're not comfortable with expressing emotions that's going to be a problem if the other person isn't comfortable with expressing emotions you need to know that Mm -hmm. And you need to kind of know, okay, that's Mm -hmm. an area that I kind of need to look at emotionally. Um, Do we always have to be so active every time we're going to go out on a date? Mm -hmm. You know, let's let's have 20 people around us or 30 people around us Mm -hmm. because I don't want to feel that I have to talk. Well, Mm -hmm. and yet, and we had spoken about Mm -hmm. it a little earlier, that one of the best things to do on your first date is to go for a walk. (laughs) Did you guys hear that? <laughs> to go for a cup so of coffee. It's not dinner. It's not dinner and wine and dine. It's kind of a lot. Yeah, it's kind I of agree. a lot for the beginning. I agree. Um, and, and you have to be a little bit careful because whining and dining is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it can send the wrong messages. Mm-hmm. How much money is someone going to spend? If, if, if the poor guy decides, hey, I, I just... I don't know where I'm at with this person. Mm-hmm. And they take you to a little fast food restaurant. You may think, wow, he's really cheap. Mm-hmm. If he takes you to a really expensive place, then you're like, okay, well, is he trying to impress me? Mm-hmm. Is he a narcissist? What you know? What's mm-hmm. going on here? Keep it simple. 
Mm-hmm. Keep it simple because really you want to have some chemistry, but at the same time you need a friend. Mm-hmm. This is about friendship. You go mm-hmm. into this, you know, let me size them up. Let me see how quickly I can go through this. No, be open to mm-hmm. the process of having a friend. And some people that you date, they're going to be friends because there's no chemistry. Mm-hmm. Have you gone through that yet? Yes, I Tell have. Tell me what that's like. So I've been on, uh, so I, it's funny because people ask me like, the, do you go for looks or personality, right? I personally feel like I give people, like I, if it's someone that I think has like certain values, certain things, I'm like, hey, like I'll say yes, like I'll go. You know, I have I, I don't like vet people out before. I usually go. Um, but some people I feel like I just feel like I'm not it is more like a friendship. And it's so it's interesting because it's like it's very easy. Like it's very like, oh, because I'm not like interested in that way (laughs) so it's like I can just talk and I'm like myself and I'm just like because I'm literally like not attracted to them in that way it's kind of weird um but it feels it's good you know and it's like respectfully I'm like hey like you know I kind of don't see this going any further but it's also happens to me me, Maria people have friends on me like I become people's friends and I'm like okay like it's part of it like people's like you can feel someone's energy or like the way that you Mm -hmm, conversate mm -hmm. and stuff and then it's like yeah, it's just not, you know, and I think in the like the when it first happened, I was like, I was like, oh, OK, like the rejection of it hurts. It stings no matter which side it is. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's OK. It's just not the person, you know. So I think I personally prefer the dates that are like an activity. So like mini golf, bowling, like mm-hmm. I personally like those dates. But you can still talk. There's yes. But you, yes. People. Yeah. It's just like still. But I'm saying like an activity where you're still like it's not so like sitting here dinner, even though I've had those. And I've literally gone on dinner with a guy. It was like maybe four hours. We were just talking like it went really, really good. Like and I was like, oh, this is nice. But I've also gone on the coffee dates where it's like it's thank God it's coffee because it's kind of like, all right, well, here we go, an hour and a half, and then you're done. Like, mm-hmm. So I personally like the coffee dates. I personally like, especially for the first one. I feel like if you know them, and like let's say I've known this guy from like church for years, okay. and we like hang out, mm-hmm. then maybe the first initial after that, maybe a dinner, because it's like you already kind of know each mm-hmm. other. But I feel like especially if it's a stranger, I think that those – coffee Mm -hmm. and all of that and so I just want to preface because I literally was telling Maria earlier that I think this generation is very very different because I saw um, a post of like girls saying of their expectations of a first date of like spending the 300 to 500 dollar dates and doing all of that how you were saying the wine and dine and I feel like that's it's interesting because that's not what we are looking for. We're not looking for someone to fully take care of us, right? As like non-traditional women, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like it's interesting how the push now is about the finances part when it's like what we're looking for is connection. What we're looking for is like a, someone that is like a friend in a mm-hmm. relationship. So if that's the way, if someone takes you out for that, imagine he is a millionaire. Imagine, right? Because that's like the big thing. But he takes you on the first date to coffee and then you're like, oh, He's broke. <laughs> like, yeah. then it is. it does show your intention of your heart. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because it's like, is that really what you're looking for? Or is it someone that is still going to be there no matter what, you know? And the- I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a balance because yeah. in your 20s, come on, every, yeah. everybody's, you know. Yeah, you're, we're you're figuring getting, it out. Yes. When you start getting in your 30s and your 40s, yeah. there should be, you know, finances eventually. You're going to talk about that, but there mm-hmm. should be some 
adulting going on as Mm -hmm. far as how you handle your finances and stuff. Mm -hmm. Going out off the bat and trying to find somebody who's a millionaire Mm -hmm. and this is what I want. And Mm -hmm. you have to be very careful with that. Yeah. Um, It's always in my day, it was like, well, it's just as easy to love a millionaire as it is a poor man. Uh, No, I don't think so. (laughs) Um, then no. But you have to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. You know, what foot are you leading with? Mm-hmm. I want to be taken care of. I want somebody mm-hmm. who's going to pay all my bills. I want somebody to mm-hmm. be very careful with that because that's really all about you. Yeah. And I don't even know if this poor millionaire, whoever he is, or is financially stable, um, is ever going to know, wow, does she really care about me? Or is it what mm-hmm. I can give her? It also opens for those narcissistic men who, mm-hmm. you know, can whine and that's mm-hmm. what they're good at. Yeah. How are you going to be able to tell the difference? Yeah. And do you really want somebody that's going to whine and dine you all the time, but you can't really have a conversation and do the simple things in life? Yeah. That really, you know, is he humble enough to be able to do these things or does everything have to be at such a high level? Yeah. No, for sure. And I think that that's part of it. It's like I know everybody wants to – Everyone has a different list for them, mm-hmm. right? And things mm-hmm. that are non-negotiables and negotiables. But I definitely feel like even though, yes, I want someone that is securing what their goals is and all of that, but I'm open to building with someone versus like them fully taking care of me, you know? Yes. Like, and also I think that that plays into like the modern dating world, which I know you were sharing. So what are the things that people are like looking for or like the fundamental things when it comes to dating? Companionship. Mm-hmm. Um, someone to to have a family with mm-hmm. someone you know that the number one issue right now across the board of um, as far as emotionally is loneliness mm-hmm. loneliness is becoming just a really big issue right now where um, people especially after COVID were shut in and finally realized man I don't I don't really have a community like mm-hmm. I don't really have anybody checking on me. Mm-hmm. And so there's been a shifting with that. Mm-hmm. So people want to, are trying to get back to connecting, mm-hmm. to having that person that's your mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Um, but people date for a lot of d- different reasons though nowadays mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I mean, some people are serial daters yeah. and how do you know if they can commit or not? And there's two things. One is... Um, is there chemistry? And the other one is compatibility. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure you have both. If you have a relationship where there's a lot of chemistry and very little compatibility, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of a, a cocktail for drama. Because mm-hmm. all you're going to have is a lot of chemistry yeah. and nothing else. You really need to get to the stage of compatibility. And compatibility doesn't mean that we both have to like the same things. Mm-hmm. But what it does mean is mm-hmm. that we're we're sort of on the same road in our journey. Yeah. And there's some things that are like-minded. So you have to know what your negotiables are and what they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but more than anything, people want to be safe and they mm-hmm. want to feel loved. Yeah. And sometimes they just don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. But everybody wants to feel that special. You want to be that special someone. Yeah. You know, you want to be in, in that place. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ask you since you're dating. <laughs> it's going to go back to me. Yes. <laughs> um, what are you looking for? 
but that's a cheat cheat code for a guy. I'm kidding. <laughs> if you're listening to this, no. Um, I'm looking for um a relationship, like a long term relationship that where we like build together, we have God in the center of our relationship, um, that we're a friendship, supportive to each other, um, emotionally healthy. <laughs> because I feel like I've done a lot of work in that, that I would love that person to also. So what would be um, a good example of that, being emotionally healthy? Because everything yeah. you're saying sounds good. No, of course. It's like, what does it really look like? I would say that this person knows how to handle like conflict, that okay. they can like express to me when they're what they're feeling on the inside, not like going silent treatments or not like I have to decipher what they're trying to say. It's like mm -hmm. they know the mm -hmm. emotional words and language mm -hmm. and they're in tune with themselves. And they also have like people around them that are healthy because I feel like that I think with all of us, like even me, if I am a, in a group of like very unhealthy women, that's going to push towards my relationship too and the way that I come. So like I want the person to also have that, the foundation of God and like, you know, my journey and respecting like my you know celibacy and and the the waiting for marriage and all those things so like i want someone like that but it's also like hardworking, has integrity um but i think that stuff because i'm going to tell you so this is a perfect time to tell you because i haven't updated you so there was this guy that i was dating right okay and so um i'm sitting back now. i know no, you're I'm like hmm. shift my head and so here. i'm gonna tell you that on paper this guy was perfect like on paper he had everything he like had his own house he had a secure job he was a christian he prayed over our food for every meal like he did like i'm telling you like every he opened the door he had like a dating playlist he like did all these things uh-huh but i didn't feel first i didn't feel like the, like i wasn't attracted to him like i really wasn't like and then i gave it a second chance right and then he started like he knew all the vocabulary he was literally like i don't know if it felt like he had studied me and that's why i said about the the little um like uh what is it called like the little cheat sheet for someone because i feel like he knew everything that i liked and it's like he like he was too good to be true so okay. i felt okay so this lasted okay. very we went on three dates Okay. Um, okay. It was it was fine, but it felt like it was going so fast. We weren't doing anything physically, but it was just over. Mm -hmm. I think it was like an emotional love bomb. I don't know if that's possible, but it's like when sure. someone's like so like deep and like knows everything. Now you're like, how do you know that? And he like wanted to open a coffee shop, and he knows, and that's something I want to do. Like so many things were aligning that I was like, this is weird. Like you're like too like like scripted. Come to find out, he had looked me up. Okay. Like before we started dating and I literally feel like he was portraying what I, what he thought I would want. Okay. So did you get a little bit of a love bombing narcissistic type? So I don't know. That's the thing. Cause I've gotten the love bombing narcissist, like the, the wealthy version of it, you know, like uh -huh. where they buy you stuff, they dine you, all of that. But I've never gotten like an emotional love bomb, oh, like yeah. where it's like so deep and it's like, tell me what you feel. And like, he's like, yeah, I, I'm in group therapy. And like, he knew all the words. He's mm. like, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this book on like healthy communication. Like, it was just so weird, but I'm like. So he's just this great, like emotional, intuitive. Yes. And it was a lot. 
It was a lot, but I feel like then it switched. Okay. And that's how I felt like it was not who he really was. Because he's like, he was like so attentive, so aware, so like caring, so whatever. And then it was like, he switched. Like he like stopped writing me. He would like, um, kind of like not to ghost me, but it was kind of like, would take longer to respond. Like would be like very like, like it was like, he, I guess he just wasn't interested or something or like that. Or do you think he was wondering if you were going to pursue him at the same level? Maybe. I don't know. Interesting. But it was so, but anyways. It was so quick. Like, it was so, like, But I'm so quick. proud of you that you picked up on it. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Honestly, yes, but I'm not going to lie. He was he, a faker. He you was a faker. <laughs> but I had never been bamboozled like that. Like, I felt. But you like, weren't bamboozled because well, you saw it. was it. in the moment. Like, but in the, I'm saying in the moment. So in the, like, three weeks that we were talking, it was so short. Sure. But it was, like. I was like, the thing is, I felt something was off. And I was like, what is it? What is it, Liz? And then, you know, what's funny is that I started like, because we, we've talked about it, that I know that I go mostly um, avoidant when mm-hmm. it comes to dating. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, like, you know, like I get scared. Like I'm scared to get hurt, right? So I really was like trying to be intentional. I was trying to be open. Like was trying. So I was pushing myself. I'm like, Liz, stop. Stop being cynical. Just just go with it. But I felt off. I was like, this is too good to be true. You know, one of the studies that I was looking at was saying that in this whole world of dating apps, mm-hmm. you should go no more than two weeks of talking to someone back and forth. Yeah. You should meet them after the two weeks. Nothing is going to supersede face-to-face. For sure. It may sound good. The conversations may be meaningful. They can be the until you go face-to-face. Yeah. So they really recommend no longer than two weeks. Yeah. Chatting back and forth. And then you have to meet. For sure. This whole, like... No, yeah. No, so we had met. That's the thing. We had met, mm-hmm. and it was just, like, the intentional pursuit of that. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that, of when you feel, like, in the dating space, right? It's, like, I know that maybe someone listening has either done the work, right? So they're, like, okay, I'm, like, I feel like I'm, I have certain tools, but I know it's not going to come up until the relationship. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. like, how can I be in tune with, like, okay... Maybe it's too good to be true. And maybe I need to give it a little bit of time. Like, usually, is it, like, three months? Is it, like, six months that people, like, really can see? You should be able to. I mean, if you're dating consecutively, I mean, give it six months. Mm-hmm. If if so far everything is going okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the most important things is that we always ask, is this person a safe person? Mm-hmm. In other words, um, Does he have empathy? Does Mm -hmm. she have empathy? Mm -hmm. Can we have deep conversations? How do we manage conflict? Mm -hmm. Um, Is this person avoidant? Do they never handle conflict? Or do they concede too quickly and say, Mm -hmm. oh, no, okay, that's fine, whatever. You always get your way. I mean, those are all the things that you need to start looking at. I want to tell you, too, it really depends on the maturity level. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're in your 40s. You're going to see things a little bit differently. You're much more, um, how can I say, you have a lot more life experience Mm -hmm. as the other person does. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I I was in Colorado and my nephew, he's like, Titi, I'm 26 now. My frontal lobe, because, you know, he goes, (laughs) my frontal lobe, you know, men's frontal lobe develops. (laughs) He goes, 
mine is really developed and I really, you know, I, and I found mm -hmm. him so mature, so yeah. grounded, so talking about, you know, this is what's important to me. This is what I value mm -hmm. is those kinds of conversations. And then you kind of have to do, you know, all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, what is he like around your friends? What are you like around his friends? Yeah. Is he a family person? Are you a family person? Mm -hmm. uh, what's his family like? What's your family like? Mm -hmm. um, is he more of a loner? You know, there, there are all these things to just be very self-aware mm -hmm. and, and say, you know, what's my connection like with him? Yeah. Um, with that being said, Let's talk about Arthur Aaron's 36 questions. Mm -hmm. of what so I, I did a, um, a little research. Arthur uh, Aaron came up with these 36 questions. He's, he's uh, I believe, a psychologist, mm -hmm. a PhD, and he was trying to figure out what creates closeness. Mm -hmm. So he came up with these 36 questions. Mm -hmm. And apparently, listen, this these 36 questions are on Cosmopolitan, they're mm -hmm. on... Um, the not, they're on mm -hmm. all these like connection websites. Mm -hmm. So these 36 questions are, if you can answer these questions, if you have, it's gonna create connection. And mm -hmm. actually some of the couples that did this are now married. So I'm just mm -hmm. gonna give you guys a few. Mm -hmm. So this one is, and by the way, they're like in different stages. So you mm -hmm. kind of work your way up. So it's as simple as given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Hmm. Um, would you like to be famous? In what way? Uh, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? These are very mm -hmm. thought-provoking questions, yeah. right? Kind of makes you really think about that person. Now, he can, he or she can come back. That's a stupid question. I'm <laughs> well, even that tells you, yeah. right? Yeah. But some of this stuff, name three things you and your partner or partner have in common. For what in life do you feel most grateful? Mm -hmm. um, if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Mm. And and it opens the door for mm -hmm. these in-depth conversations. Because mm -hmm. really, intimacy is, it requires humility and it requires mm -hmm. for you to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And we don't like to be vulnerable, but if you're not vulnerable, you're never going to get intimacy. Yeah. They, they have to come together. Mm -hmm. um, I like the experience that you just talked about because although you were very guarded and you're trying to force yourself to be more mm -hmm. open, what you don't see is what I saw, which is, that's right, you were moving forward and you were willing to be open and then you saw it clearly. Something mm -hmm. inside of you, but then you saw it. Yeah. Which honestly is a good thing. Yeah. It means that you, you know, you are ready for yeah. dating and you are seeing these things and you're not going to continue to attract yeah. what you were attracting before because what you had before you were not aware of. You didn't mm -hmm. even know what is this? Yeah. Well, what's this crazy relationship I'm in? I don't know how to wrap my way around it. Now you have a format. Now mm -hmm. you're, these are the things that I'm looking for and this is where I'm at and mm -hmm. this is what I've worked on. And you know what to look for. Plus, you've been around. Listen, you got enough therapists around you. I know. No, honestly, I feel the pressure. I literally told Steph, I'm like, this is a lot of pressure. I, I do think personally, I do put because I value marriage and I do value that. Like, 
I think that the person that you have next to you plays such an important role that I I feel in my in my life right now that I'm like I will wait to figure it out. Like I'm not in a rush for it. Like I want to make sure that at least with the knowledge that I have now that I can make the best decision of who I'm going to be with. You know, because I know it will be for both of us to like pursue th- certain things together. If you want me to give you a guarantee that marriage is going to be, you know, <laughs> I can't give you that. Yeah. Nobody can. I know. But, but we're going to go to dinner with my next partner and I'm going to say vet him. And I'm going to say, <laughs> so here's Maria <laughs> and here's Sueli and here's my five <laughs> friends. <laughs> so well, go you know, like I said, I, I, I am starting to see couples in that dating <laughs> yeah. um, stage and, you know, I tend we go deep. Yeah. So it's been a very eye-opening um, for both of them mm-hmm. as they're navigating the mm-hmm. dating, as mm-hmm. they're having deeper conversations, yeah. as they're exploring all these things. There's not a, there's never a guarantee. So commitment is so important. Mm-hmm. Someone's heart, someone's commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, and also you giving it your 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's... It's you doing the best that you can do and being as informed as you can be. Yeah. That guy that's going to be your husband, he's already walking the earth. (laughs) He's here. I mean, he has to be born. You have been prepared. So he will come at the right time. Yes. Um, And I do want to say, because I feel like through the dating, um, I want to validate because I have felt that within the last year, although I have pushed myself and put myself out there and I've gone on a lot of dates and I've met a lot of people, um, I have had days of discouragement. Like I have, like I've had days where it's like, oh, this is frustrating because I came from like the long-term relationship. So because of feeling that, right, even though it wasn't a healthy relationship, I feel like when your friends are getting married, when you like, you see the holidays are coming around, it's like a normal feeling that you feel. Or even as dates, like for example, that this guy, even though I caught, I'm not gonna say caught him, but like, even though I realized that that wasn't him, it kind of like at the same time in the beginning, I was like, okay, he has everything on paper. That's great. Like, so it kind of, it gave me that hope. Like, huh, like it would be nice to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So like, it, it, like I realized I'm like, wow, like I feel like I am ready for that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when it didn't, like when it wrapped and it didn't work out, it was kind of like, ugh. like I had, I had a day, like, I'm not gonna lie. I had a day that I was like a little frustrated. Cause I'm like, I feel like I don't want to be like, I'm glad that I caught it, but I also like, I, I'm I want to meet someone, you know, I want to meet like the right person. Mm -hmm. So it's like I know that I'm not attracting, which I know we talked about a little bit. I know I'm not attracting the same kind of men. And I want to say something really quick, because I feel like a lot of women, they sometimes think that, oh, I don't get that much attention from like certain guys or I don't get guys in my DMs like that. When you get, in my opinion, when you get certain kind of attention, it's because you're putting it out there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's true. So mm-hmm. I personally don't get DMs about booty calls or about um, sex, you know, sexual things or calling me certain words because that's not what I put out there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what I want. And if anything, they get blocked. So, like, you know, that's not mm-hmm. what I'm entertaining. So for someone that wants, like, a relationship, like, and they're, like, you know, they want to meet certain guys, but it's not, like what you put out there does matter because then you do attract like how you were saying like maybe some guys feel a little bit more intimidated because they're like oh no this is a more serious kind of girl mm-hmm. or like if i if i pursue her it's like for marriage and i've been told that and i think i told you the other day that i kind of that kind of hurt my feelings but you're like don't see it that way like 
Um, it was that I've been told in my life, like on dates, they're like, oh, like you're like the perfect, like when I'm ready to get married, like you're the kind of girl that I would go for. And I'm just over here like, but you're not ready now though. <laughs> like if you're saying that when you well, are. I, but when I'm ready to get married and you're not the one. So thank you for letting me know that because yes. that's a really ridiculous comment. Basically yes. what he's saying is what you're, yeah. I'm not ready I for you. I just step up, yeah. Yeah, I would have to, I see that you have these expectations and I would have to be there. Yeah. I'm going to give you a different scenario. When I when I met Raul and we've been married for 17 years, mm-hmm. um, we were at a restaurant and he told me, you know, what kind of guy are you looking for? Man, I had a list. <laughs> and he was like, that guy doesn't exist. There's no such thing. I said, then I'll be by myself. Mm. That night, he sent me at like two o'clock in the morning. He mm-hmm. was restless and he sent me this email saying, um, I want to be that guy. Mm. And we've been married for 17 years. Raul is that guy. He became that guy. He mm-hmm. set his heart on becoming that guy. Mm-hmm. He he wanted, I expressed to him, this is these are the things that I need to mm-hmm. feel safe and to feel loved. Yeah. So it's it's the one. Yeah. It's finding that one who's committed, who says, Yeah, I I want to step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. Yeah. Um, and the same thing for him, because I was like, Well, what are you looking for? What do you want? Um, this is what I'm bringing to the table. This is mm-hmm. what I want to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. These are the things that are important to me. And I do know how to love. And I do know, and I'm very nurturing. And I do, mm-hmm. you know, like these things. Um, and that's really important. And that's what you're looking for. I, I always call it my God moment, you know, of saying, okay, I feel safe with this person. Mm-hmm. I feel safe to move forward. Um, you know, we have not just chemistry, but we have compatibility. And I didn't have chemistry with Raul in the beginning. Mm. That wasn't what, Were you attracted to him? I, I just thought he was a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, we were friends. There wasn't mm-hmm. any of that. And I was like, nah, he's not my typical type and stuff. Mm-hmm. But as we started to interact and we started, he became like this, like, really, wow, wow. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's really a deep guy and he's mm-hmm. really intelligent and he's, and it just changed. So we kind of mm-hmm. have to sometimes be careful with some of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going for like the super high chemistry, but I do think you do need to be attracted. Oh to yeah, them. yeah. Because that is Listen. a false thing when they say like, That's "Oh no, you no." If you aren't yeah. attracted to them, it's okay. But like, but, but the way go. you hold yourself out is very true. So whatever you're putting on in your social media, how you're putting. Listen, I'm I'm all for a woman and her beautiful body and all this other stuff, but be careful what you're putting out there because mm-hmm. that's what you're gonna project. Yeah. So um, if you're in this in this dating world and, and you want someone a little bit more serious, then how are you posturing yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to put all the questions on like the the notes. Um, and is there any last tips or anything when it comes to dating that you want to share with us today before we wrap up? I, I think, you know, the most important thing is um, really sit down and figure out what your expectations are. Mm-hmm. And where are you at do your self-assessment and figure out where you're at Mm -hmm. if you're in a place where you're i call it your neediness Mm -hmm. scale Mm -hmm. is really high you're not ready yet Mm 
Because mm-hmm. you're looking for someone to fill. To fill you. Yeah. You're looking for someone to not be, not share your life, but be your life. Mm-hmm. And that is very dangerous. Yeah. And do you see like most people, like, is that a slippery slope to go down? Is it easy to lose yourself? In but it's very easy because you're going to start negotiating. Mm-hmm. And you're going to start conceding to where otherwise you wouldn't. Because now it becomes this attachment style that's very anxious. Is he going to love me, pick me? Oh, my mm-hmm. God, is he going to call me? Is he going to? That's not healthy. It's okay if you feel that way, but find out why. Why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Why am I, you know, feeling so anxious every time I try to get into a relationship of, He's got to pick me or, you know, you're in love with love. Like you like the idea of it. So anybody who tells you what you need to hear, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of things for you. Where's your self-esteem at? Mm -hmm. What are you bringing to the table? Um, You know, what kind of guys are you attracting? Mm -hmm. And and are you being realistic Mm -hmm. as to what kind of person you want in your life? Is are you seriously being realistic? Yeah, like this this would really work versus mm-hmm. setting standards that are so high that person doesn't exist. Yeah, the perfect guy. Yeah, yes. that's definitely from movies. And I feel like even how I'm in the dating process, I've had to like be like, what are my non negotiables and what are the stuff that it's like because no one's perfect that no. they might have, and it's like yeah. you can work with people through. Just like mm-hmm. with me, like right, like I have stuff that maybe can annoy someone, like yes. or they'll be like, yeah, that's not, or we'll have to change. I had a guy ask me, like, because they're like, I see that you dress really nice. I see that you like travel. You do like, do you budget for that? Like, how are you? Like, they were like asking me. They're like, because I'm like more frugal. Like, I'm. He's like, I'm definitely more like. I like am huge on like making sure to not get in debt. Like always planning for things he's like i don't go shopping like he's like i go shopping every once in a blue moon and i was just like interesting like he was like really like asking those questions and that was good no it was good and then what what were you thinking is he frugal or is he cheap (laughs) no i i you know what i thought i'm like well he would probably manage the finances because that's not my strongest suit oh and no like and i am clear with that like that's not my strong suit and i know that like i do like shop and I do but I I always like I don't splurge on things you know it's just that I do like shopping like that's a part of me that even when I make my budget I put shopping in it because that's part of like the way that like I'm not gonna say that I will never shop again like that's not realistic for me so it's like I've learned those things but I have areas to work on when it comes to that Mm -hmm. you know and so usually with like with that kind of thing like I'm like if he knows how to handle it he can do it you know so like that's the beauty of a relationship is finding Respecting each other's strengths yes. and each other's struggles. Yeah. Raul is very good with finances. Amazing. Me, it's not that I can't. I'll yeah. do it if I have yeah. to. Not my preference. So you know what? I don't have a problem calling my husband and say, hey, what are we looking like? And <laughs> can I spend this much? Yeah. You know, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Because it's not... You know, one yeah. he takes the time to make sure that mm-hmm. we have our finances in order. Now, I'm not telling you I I do sit with him. I know mm-hmm. where everything is at. Yeah, but it's not my thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and also I think that the mindset of like when you're single, the the freedom that you kind of yes. have versus when you are in a relationship. Like yeah. I know there are like when you're working towards something and you have values for something. Versus now, I'm like, oh, where are we going? Like you know, like I know I I do sometimes have those moments, which is very different from so like he was very fiscally responsible. 
which I appreciate. That's yeah. discipline. That's that's a type of discipline. Yeah. You know, and I have other things that, you know. So it was So we're going to pray that God send you someone who's yes. going to handle well, the finances. Yes. Well, that, but I think that also there are things that we can work, you know. Yes. And, like, you can build the habit of, mm-hmm. uh, especially with finances. I've talked about this on an episode before that a lot of women, like, we don't have the knowledge that much of, like, investing and all of that. But we can learn. Like, that's oh, possible to learn. You can yes. have the discipline with it. So I... I'm a work in progress in that. So thank you so much, Maria, for coming on the podcast and sharing your knowledge. So I will put your information down below of your phone number and all of that information so that they can reach out to you because you are accepting clients now. (laughs) So she is awesome for honestly anything. She can help you. But I love also that you're very personal. You are wise, have a lot of um, experience, and I really admire you. So like, thank you. Yeah. And thank you guys for tuning into this week's podcast episode. I hope you learned something, um, took some notes and I will and make sure to, to ask those questions because I feel like those questions really do take you deeper into the conversation when it comes to dating versus like the what's your favorite color questions or like it's like you can actually pick their brain, you know, which is really important when you want that meaningful relationship. So make sure to subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend and I will see you guys next week.